Merry Christmas, Melikaliki Maka Aloha. What a joy, yeah, in this Christmas season. But some of us, we come from different backgrounds of what Christmas looks like. How many of you would say you would admit that that's part of your Christmas life? Would you be honest with me today, right? The chaos of Christmas. Christmas has become a consumerism Christmas, right? Uh, it's become, we've overthought Christmas. Can I get a witness out there, right? We're totally overthought Christmas, and it has come to this reality that Christmas has become all about consumerism. What does it mean by consumerism? It consumes us, right? Absolutely consumes us. If, how many of you are like me? If somebody buys me a present, or you a present, you feel like just automatically you have to buy them a present, right? Oh, okay, right, right. I can concur with you, right? Like it just, and that's not what Christmas is completely about, but we have these feelings and these notions, think like this is what Christmas should look for. And in fact, Christmas, sometimes the, the consumerism of Christmas stresses me out more than the true meaning of Christmas. Gotta get a witness out there, right? I gotta buy this person a present. I gotta make sure I have these parties. I gotta make sure all the lights are set, right? We, we say, but, but there's something about chaos. Listen to me. There's something about chaos that draws us back to the true meaning of Christmas. Amen. There's something about chaos. Like like us, if we would just take a breath and just look at chaos for what chaos, I know it. We had children running all around this room since 630 this morning. And if we're not careful, we'll become part of the chaos. Can I get a witness? What you doing? Why are you being a kid? Us adults, right? Why are you annoying? Right? Because we've never was annoying as kids, right? Right, right, like, like it's become chaos. And we come find out that, well, actually, we're making it worse, Hawaiian. All right? We're making it worse. We're becoming more chaos with chaos. And here's the problem about kids that you don't have, adults. You ready? Their chaos looks cute. Your chaos... It's ugly. I have to think of the word I was going to use. But the reality is Christmas is much more than consumerism, right? We look at Christmas and we got to do this, we got to do that. We gotta, but, but, but the joy of Christmas is this. Listen to me. There's purpose. There's meaning in all that chaos. And sometimes all we got to do, we got to step back and let chaos do its course. Let me say it again. Sometimes we've got to step back and let chaos do its course. It is chaos that reminds us at the end of the tunnel of chaos, there is peace. If chaos teaches anything in our life, it teaches us that we got issues and we need to deal with them and we need to fix them. But there's two ways. We can either address them by fixing it in our own strength, our own mana, or... We can address the root of the issue, and that is I don't really have genuine peace. And so for the last few weeks, we've been going through the Advent season. The word Advent, if you remember, means coming, and it means the coming of Jesus Christ. And there's a few things that we highlighted in this series that, number one, Jesus is our hope. Number two, Jesus gives us faith. Uh, Number three, Jesus gives us peace, not like the world, right? With money and materialistic and consumerism Christmas, right? But peace that comes from him alone. But lastly, we're going to look at that Jesus gives us joy. 
Say that word with me. One, two, three. And now this joy is not just an emotional kind of joy, but it's a reality. It's a sense of calmness, a sense of peace, a sense of assurance, a sense of completion. And what we're going to look at, we're going to look at the Christmas story this morning from the account of the gospel of Luke, starting in chapter 2. And I want us to go over these 20 verses, but really highlight just one verse, specifically verse 10. And I want us to see how Jesus, right, gives us joy. Would you stand with me in the reading of God's word? If you don't have it, it's up on the screen for you. The author Luke, who is a physician by trade, he is a doctor, right? He gives specific details of the birth of Jesus. This is why it's very important for academics and education to be taken serious on a, on a real level because Luke, who was academically a scholar, right, in his trait of being a doctor, a physician, he it teaches if anything that teaches us with this idea of, of, of academics, it teaches us to, to be brighter in how we communicate truth. And this is how Luke, inside both his physical and spiritual maturity, and gifts explains the story of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called, say that B word with me, Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, the same David, King David and Goliath, same David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him and them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with what? Great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, you will, be, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the what? Highest and on earth what? Peace among those with whom he is what? Pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had, what? Heard and what? Seen as it had been told to them. God, 
Give us revelation, understanding, and clarity of these verses. A lot of verses, but God, make it simple and plain on how we should understand this text, both biblically and relationally. And God, may people understand the meaning of Christmas because of this story of your son. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. God's Ohana says, Amen. You may be seated. I really have one point for you today. One major point. I call this my umbrella statement for today. And then there's a couple application statements I want to make for you to make actions that's following you for this Christmas. But number one, God gives joy. Can I get a witness out there, right? God gives joy. This is the one reason why we should rejoice in Christmas today. Because God not just promises joy, but he literally has given us joy. Look at the verses. In verse 10 specifically, it said, And the angel, the angel said to the sheep, the shepherd, shepherds, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Look at me. God uses a specific messenger, an angel. Yes, one you may say with feathers and wings, with a halo, whatever you view as an angel. God used something heavenly to communicate something divine. Let me say it again. God communicates something heavenly to communicate something divine. God uses this messenger. This is the same angel that God used throughout Old Testament, many believe. This angel has sent a message to shepherds. And you got to know this. Luke, the doctor, gives a detailed description of the situation. Look at it. Number one, in verse one, we see there was a law that was decreed throughout all the world. Rome, specifically Italy, as we know today, that Rome controlled the entire world, even Jerusalem. And every person around the world had to register under the law of Rome, right? Uh, Number two. Joseph and pregnant Mary arrives in Bethlehem, where Joseph's lineage is from. Meaning that's where all his ancestors, all his people is from. And we know that because he's from the bloodline of King David. We also see in these verses from 1 to 10 and on that Jesus was born at the same period when people were being registered around the world. So you could literally look at secular and education and colleges that preach on this time, they can even concur with Augustus on how he registered the world outside of proof of the scriptures. Fourthly, we also see an angel appears to the shepherds. An angel, a divine present, appears to the shepherds. And lastly, the angel gives a heavenly report. Can I get an amen that thank God we got a heavenly report, right? Right, we've been getting some bad reports lately. I mean, I want to take one time right now and just pray for that special child that's been lost the last couple of days, the six-year-old boy who has been lost down in Keokai. Let's take a time and, and thank God, but also pray for his family. God, we, we thank you for giving us a heavenly report. God, we pray right now for this child, Lord. We pray that you, you would make it clear and evident to the families and the powers that be to see where he is at, Lord. This it breaks our heart, and in a time of Christmas where there is no joy with some people, but we pray that the message of Jesus will be shared with this family. In Jesus' name we pray, and we say amen. Thank God that he gives us a heavenly report, amen? Thank God, though, like I've been through so many funerals and so many, so many sadness this month, visiting people. One of my football players were arrested 
this week at school. I have to visit him. and talk. There's so much chaos going on. And I want you to see that in the midst of chaos, God gives us heavenly report. And what we know about in heavenly port, report, it is our hope. It's good news. And there's three important statements we see in these verses. Number one, the angel of the Lord says, fear not. Fear not. And look at the word fear. It's the word phobeo in Greek. It can even be translated as phobio. Sound familiar? Like arachna what? Phobia. It's where we get this word fear from in the Greek language. I want you to see this much. Check this out. You can blame the angels for being scared. But if you've never experienced a divine angel popping up in front of your face, Hawaiian, you will be shocked as well. Can I get a witness, right? I mean, I can tell you, not many of you speak to angels. And if you are speaking to angels, you need to let us know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like can you, like, they're, they're feeding the sheep. They're hurting the sheep. A boom, an angel appears to him. Could you imagine the fear that came among them? That would come among us if we seen this flying angelic thing? What would you do? We would be feared. Some of us would have to change our underwear. Can I get a witness out there, right? That's the reality, right? Like, we could be critical about the angels, but in all reality, we would, about the shepherd people, but we would be the same brothers and sisters. Fear, we've not experienced such a, such a divine presence as this. So it's not every day an angel shows up and begins a conversation with y'all, right? Right? They're, they're terrified, these shepherds. The shepherd. They knew that this being was not a normal wild animal or thief that they're used to coming against, against the sheep. This wasn't a bear. This wasn't a lion. This wasn't a thief trying to steal their possessions. This was a divine presence. However, this threat was softened by the tone and words of the angel. What does he say? Fear not. Right? A little opposite from a wild lion, right? Well, I don't know any tame lions, so whatever the case is, right? <laughs> and here's the reality truth. The problem with fear is that it places a control over our conscience and our ability to operate freely. Can I get a witness there, right? However, when fear is met with purpose, it births assurance and excitement. How do we know this? Well, read on in the text. Here's the second statement we see from the angel. I bring you good news. Again, he didn't bring haughty teeth, sharp teeth, right? He didn't bring a sword or a staff to rob these gentlemen. He brought what? Good news. He bought a verbal communicational message for them. Everyone can take a big breath right now. Do it for me. <sighs> That's what happens when fear is replaced with news. Good news. Let me do it. Let's do it again. One, two, three. <sighs> right? Everyone in this room can see this. Look, this is the reaction of the shepherds in this text. Most of the time when they are surprised late at night, they are used to hostility with wild animals or criminals. But for this one moment, they're presented by good news. They're presented with good news. Look at what the angel gives assurance and great news to them. Look how he gives this to them in verse 11. For on to you is born this day in the city of David a what? Savior. Now, he didn't stop there. He went along with the title. Who is what? Christ. The word Christ is anointed one right? The what? 
Lord, the word Lord is master, meaning he owns everything. This is a big deal for the stink shepherd brothers. Big deal. Why? Number one, Kyle Marcus said it this morning, they're outcasts. There's a reason why they're not in the city. Why? Because stink sheep don't live in the city. They live outside of the city where they're vulnerable to outside sources. But just like God, he will give good news to outcasts. You guys heard me? He will give good news to people who are outcasts. And not only this, the tribe, the culture of this time understood what the angels said because they, like how we grew up in Hawaiian culture and we know our stories. These same people grew up in Jewish culture and they knew their stories. They knew 700 years ago that a prophet by the name of Isaiah said that there's coming a king. He will be born specifically in the city of David, right? Bethlehem right here. So this was not, I mean, there's a divine presence. And hey, if there's anything can, that can make you say, man, I believe, I believe it's the presence of an angel. They see this, right? And it becomes a reality for them, this prophecy. And this points us to the final statement that the angel said. Take comfort in this. He says this, verse 10, I bring you good news of great joy, right? He didn't say, I bring you good news of great anything else, but what? Joy. Why is this important? Because the angel directs them on where they can find this joy. Joy wasn't just an emotional feeling. Joy was found in a person. A little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And if there's any people group that can understand the stench of their work ethic, it will be shepherd. Because they find the joy in a similar situation that they work in. The barn. The barn. There is something in common with shepherd man's and Jesus' birth. What was it? Junk, stinkiness, dirt, doo-doo, right? You can't get more humble than that, saint. Luke 2, 12 to 14, articulate this transition. He says, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a what? Manger, the same manger people drink out of. Not people, but animals. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Could you imagine this picture? Now, it's not just one angel, but it's multitude of angels. And you have shepherds. If you can't be convinced at this moment, you are stupid. Literally. But there is an experience of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, look at this, look at this, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is what? Please, remember the prayer, all right? Do unto earth as it is in what? Heaven. Heaven is coming down, shining down. What's going on in heaven, they want to have happen right now on earth, and they can now because joy has come to earth. Like, that's the joy. Everything that's in heaven now is, is about to happen right now because the king of glory is, go, is born. The king of peace, the prince of 
peace is born. And he has done what no one else who called himself the anointed one, the Messiah, could ever do for us. He was born of a virgin. Can you do that today, saints? No. In this time, look, Israel, they were ruled over by Rome. They had no full control of their sovereignty. Does that sound familiar today, Hawaiian? Many of them longed to be independent nation. Once again, does that sound familiar, Hawaiians? The chosen rulers like King Herod the Great was evil and malicious. There was poverty and neglect of all the poor of Israel. This region needed one thing, joy. Boss Hawaiians, we don't need a sovereign kingdom. We have it already. We need joy, joy, joy that passes all understanding, joy that gives us hope that only comes from God himself. So, so here's two takeaways on be Pauhan, I promise. Two takeaways from our Christmas story today. Number one, God shares our joy. Let me say it again. God shares our joy. Look at verse 10. It says this, and the angel of God said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for what? All people. God shares his joy. All right, look at how the shepherds demonstrate this. Verse 17, jump down. It says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. Here's an application truth for us. What the shepherds experienced, they made known. Let me say that again. What the shepherds experienced, they made known. What does this mean? If you are a follower of Christ, you've experienced God's joy through Christ alone. It is not Christian to just do nothing with it. God shares his joy. How does he do that? Through the shepherds. The shepherds proclaimed about this experience. They made known what they physically experienced. Are you making known today what you've experienced in Christ? Or are you caught up with what's going on just with you? Here, here's our final takeaway, all right? Final takeaway. God shares our joy, but also God is our joy. God is our joy. Here's a brief testimony, right? I grew up in the church. This, this church was love the Lord, love people. But something that happened to us in this church was that our joy would always come to come against cultural issues. So when the culture would rise, when people wouldn't come to church anymore, the joy would go down. When people was not committed anymore to the mission of God, joy would go down. When, 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 when the pastor preached on sin, help me out, joy goes down. When the pastor visited the family and, and loved them to Christ in the sin there is, joy went down. But that's not true joy. The joy we're talking about spreads light over darkness. Every one of us needs true joy. And God promises us that he'll not only share it, but he will be it. See, joy is more than an emotional feeling. Joy is found in a person. And that person is 
Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask Brian to come up. So how should we respond? Right? How should we respond to these verses? Look at what Luke 2.18 says. Luke gives us a response, how we should act, how we should respond to these verses. He says, and all who what? Heard it wandered at what the shepherd told them. But Mary what? Treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned what? Glorifying and what? Praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been what told to them very simple here's three ways we can respond number one you can wonder of what you heard all right you can wonder what you heard this is the all people in there number two you can treasure what you heard like mary she treasured it or number three You can't make much of God because of what you've seen and heard. Listen to me. All of these action steps are important. But if you have truly heard, you would wonder. The word wonder is being amazed. You will be amazed by what you have heard. Or number two, what you heard, you would treasure. Just like Mary, the vessel of God himself. To bore, to birth God in the flesh. You will treasure it. And then finally, you will make much of God because of it. Sundays is not the end goal for Christians. Can I get a witness, right? Sundays are the platform in which genuine followers of Christ will rise up and they will wonder what they heard. They will treasure what they've heard. And they will make much of God because they have heard of the greatest news of all. That Jesus is born. He is born so that you and me may be rescued from our sin. Here's the joy of Christmas, right? Christmas is about God. Number two, Christmas is about God with us. And Christmas, number three, Christmas is about God saving us. How many of you would rejoice today that I need me some Jesus, right? Right? Well, this is how we're going to respond, all right? We're going to say a prayer. And everyone in this room, I want you, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, I want you to say this prayer. Now, we say here, power is not in the prayer. Power is in Jesus. But our prayer communicates what's going on in our heart. Amen? And so with no one looking around, every head bow and eye closed, would you pray this prayer on me? No one looking around. No, every eye bow, every eye closed, head bow. Say, Jesus, I need you. I heard your word. And just like the shepherds, I trust you. I follow you. Thank you for redeeming me as an outcast. And thank you for making me your child. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my my heva. Forgive me of my lying. Forgive me, God. I receive you. And I thank you for joy. No one looking around. Every head bow, eye closed. 
if that prayer was true for you this morning, and you said, man, Kyle, man, this message has hit my heart, and I realize that I am not a genuine believer in Christ, but today, since I've heard it clearly for the first time, I want to respond by faith in trusting Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. With no one looking around, if that is you, would you quickly raise your hand? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Give the Lord a clap for praise, right? God, we love you. And God, we thank you for the gospel message. God, we thank you for rescuing these several people who announced that they need you as their Lord and Savior. Father, have your way this morning. We rejoice in you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and God's ohana says.